Vacation starts with VA. Whether you're feeling beachy, mountainy, or every E in between, you'll find all that you love all in one trip to Virginia. Start yours at virginia.org. Star Wars 7x7, episode 1448. Today, how the planet Kessel became the Kessel that we now know. Punch it, Chewie. Hey, I'm Jason Fry, author of many Star Wars stories and the Jupiter Pirate series, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. So, the planet Kessel, right? Turns out that it was actually a lot nicer place to be once upon a time. And actually, I guess technically half of the planet is still a very nice place. So, let's back up a little bit and tell you the story of Kessel. So, apparently as a planet, it has a very vibrant ecology, according to the Star Wars Solo Star Wars Story official guide, uh, lush forests and so on and so forth. But the royal family of Kessel decided that, hey, you know, let's make some money. And so they essentially sold off half of the planet for mining operations. And it turns out that the pikes living on the planet Obadiah, which is basically just outside the Acades Maelstrom, so, you know, right at the mouth of it, at least as depicted in the maps in Solo, A Star Wars Story. Perfect placement for them to get involved with this whole mining operation situation. So they made a deal with the king of Kessel to be able to mine half of the planet and, you know, make as much money off of it as possible. And of course, put kickbacks out to the royal family as well for the whole situation too. So, you know, the royal family gets to live large in the southern hemisphere of Kessel while the northern hemisphere is getting strip mined for all it's worth. Now, the pikes themselves, you won't see too many of them on Kessel itself because their physiology doesn't hold up well with all the things that they're doing to Kessel, irony of ironies. And so that guy, Kay Tolsite, he's the guy who showed up at the arrival of the Millennium Falcon on Kessel and talked with Kira, and then that's the one that Kira killed or uh, subdued, I think killed probably, right? Because it looked like he was stabbed in the chest with the keys. Uh, he's a pike, and there are pike guards or pike sentinels as well, but they may not actually be pikes. They are described as thugs who have been hired by the pikes to keep an eye on the slave population and so forth. But they may be species entirely different from pikes. Anyway, so the pikes are the ones who worked out the deal with King Yoruba of Kessel and are solely profiting from the whole situation on Kessel. Now, Kessel is first seen canonically, right? Like actually seen in Solo A Star Wars Story. So as far as the whole timeline of the Star Wars universe, this is actually the very first time that we get to see Kessel. But it is not actually the first time from a you know real-time chronology standpoint that we've seen Kessel. Star Wars Rebels actually involved the planet Kessel in its very first episode. That would be in the TV movie premiere Spark of Rebellion. And it's notable because there were Wookiee slaves being transported to Kessel. And the ghost crew was actually working to prevent that from happening. They rescued the Wookiees, but it was also the place where Kanan Jarrus had to reveal himself as a Jedi, and that was, you know, to be able to protect everybody while they were trying to make good their escape. 
And that, of course, had implications naturally as well. But the whole thing about Kessel, too, in that regard, is that when they went to Kessel, the whole, you know, interstellar cloud, the maelstrom, the Katie's maelstrom, and all of the other stuff around it, the cicada cluster, and so forth, they don't really draw a distinction as far as the cyclotic cosmos. <laughs> Here we go again with that. The Cyclada cluster and the Katie's Maelstrom, like which is which, like ultimately what creates that whole cloud around Kessel, um, you know, which part of it is the cluster and which part of it is the Maelstrom. Anyway, the point is, is that their approach to Kessel, the Ghost Cruiser approach to Kessel does not look anything like the approach to Kessel that was made by the Millennium Falcon in Solo, a Star Wars story. It's been suggested that this is a continuity error on the part of Lucasfilm, but then again, they do say that the interstellar gases and debris and whatnot shift over time. And so for all we know, it's not a continuity error. Maybe they just happen to pick a terrific time to show up at Kessel, the ghost crew did. In which case, then, it's too bad they didn't show up in the Falcon because they could have done a Kessel run in less than 11 or even 10 parsecs. And then that would have given Harrison Dula even bigger bragging rights over Han Solo and the performance of the ghost as compared to the Millennium Falcon. And that whole thing ties into a Forces of Destiny episode, um, one of my favorite ones, where the Ewoks are shown as the bloodthirsty scoundrels that they are and Princess Leia is having to fight with Ewoks to prevent them from eating stormtroopers. But anyway, that's an aside. So that ultimately is the story of how Kessel became Kessel because the royal family sold out half the planet to mining operations and let it be utterly trashed in the name of profits and living a lush life. And that will do it for the meat of the episode. I'm going to take a quick break and then come back with Last Jedi Trivia for you. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. No sponsor on this episode today, so I just have a favor to ask instead. If you haven't done so already, please consider leaving a review for Star Wars 7x7 on your favorite podcast app. Not just a star rating, although I will say we are personally very proud of our near-unanimous five-star rating on iTunes. No, I just mean a thoughtful sentence or two about what you like about the podcast, or how happy you are that it's part of your daily routine. And more reviews means better visibility, which means more people get to share in a daily dose of Star Wars joy, and you want that, don't you? Of course you do. So please leave a review on your favorite podcast app today. I thank you, and the Star Wars 7x7 podcast thanks you. Welcome back. All right, last time I asked you what kind of expression Leia told 3PO to wipe off his face, and that was a nervous expression. Today's question for you on Leia's command display, one of them, how many X-Wing fighters survived the engagement over Dakar? And that is today's podcast for you. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you give your droids to Jabba the Hutt, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not just a gift, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Vacation starts with VA. Whether you're feeling beachy, mountainy, or every E in between, you'll find all that you love all in one trip to Virginia. 
Start yours at virginia.org.